How is it that there are independent musicians out there who have no ties to any big record labels or financial backing able to get their music heard by millions of people and live out their dreams of being full-time musicians? That's the question, and on this podcast, we will discover the answers together. I'm Lizzie the Gifted, and this is the Music Mastery Podcast. What's going on, everybody? You're tuned into another episode of the Music Mastery Podcast with your host, Lizzie the Gifted, where we do a brand new episode every day, giving tips and tricks to uh, up-and-coming musicians, producers, managers, and just documenting my journey. And today, uh, we got a really, really, really special guest and a special treat for you. Uh, this is a new friend of mine who we actually, I found him on TikTok, another TikTok star that uh, I was able to connect with. And I'm just really excited to you know, pick your brain, uh, Matt, on what you've got going on with music, because I think you and I kind of have very similar thoughts on things, but I'm really excited. So uh, please welcome my man, Matt Bacon, aka Bacon Bits. So Matt, what's going on? Hey, how are you? Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. And so, uh, yeah, the reason um, that I want to have you on was like, I, you know, I'm scrolling on TikTok. I'm, you know, looking for people to network. Um, and the stuff you talk about is fantastic. Like the, the, talking about marketing for musicians. Uh, it sounds like you really niche down on bands, but it, you know, everything you say applies to any genre of music. It, it's very, yeah. you know, it seems like uh, it's. I don't know. It seems like it's pretty like sales driven. It's very like, to me, it seems like you kind of talk about a streamlined marketing process. I mean, why don't you go into a little bit more about your philosophies about like just marketing for musicians in general? I mean, yeah, like all of it just comes from like watching a bunch of hardcore bands and like black metal bands when I was a teenager. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think that it says, you know, like I think my stuff is band focused, but also like I didn't really have, that many sort of hip hop or pop people talking to me before I got on TikTok. Okay. And that was actually really exciting. Like, yes, I prefer to focus on metal and like that's interesting to me. But like there's other things I enjoy doing. Like I really enjoy rap. You know, like mm. I'm slowly becoming a backpack rapist. Oh, cool. Um you know, and I think, you know, so it's really it's been really interesting to do some of that on TikTok. You know, in terms of like my general sales approach, I think it's just so much of what I do comes from just like reading like the business classics as it were, and then just turning around and applying them to like music. Cause like not a lot of people do. Yeah. And I think that if you take like, I don't know, like a book like Jay Abraham's getting everything you can out of all that you've got, which is like a pretty standard marketing one-on-one text. Um, you know, like if you give that to people and you break that down, like in a way that makes sense to musicians, it's going to make them some money. It's going to turn some sales around. Do you know what I mean? I think it's just people don't focus enough on engaging with their communities. That's the big thing I see. And I think when you double down on engagement and you double down on like, okay, here's, I'm going to elevate the people around me and grow. You start to make more money. You start to go somewhere a lot more significant, a lot faster. Yeah. So before we get too deep into this stuff, cause we're going to nerd out for sure. Why don't I want to kind of hear just about your background. You know, how did you, how'd you grow up? How'd you even get into like, music and then how did you get to the point you're at now yeah <clears throat> so my bad don't choke on the water my fault Doug <laughs> you're good um so basically um I grew up kind of back and forth between France and the USA oh. and um right so I this whole thing started I, I there was a school trip I didn't want to go on and I and I was sick and I, I can't remember how much I was like genuinely sick and how much I was just sort of like faking it you know so I just wouldn't have to go on this trip 
And because uh, like in Europe, it's a lot more common to go on like a school trip, like all as a school for a week and you okay. go somewhere, um, which I don't think happens in America. I don't really know. Um, and I didn't want to go. And so, but my parents, so I'm at home and my parents are like, well, we got to do something. And so I ended up starting um, a metal blog with my friend uh, Dan, who I'd known since preschool and like we're still friends to this day. So, and um you know and and we and we so we do this we do this blog together and he kind of sets it up because he was kind of like the techie guy and i started writing and then it got out of hand and now we're here oh <laughs> okay cool you know like like basically like what ends up happening is i end up like starting um you know getting a record label going and i start to put out some releases of bands from paris where i was living at the time right and then I turn around and like I got a PR job and that PR job fell apart for a couple reasons. But by that point, I had dropped out of college and moved to New York for this job. But a bunch of the so I'm like 19 and I like have to make rent for the next month. Um, and my parents are like, you figure it out, bro. <laughs> um, and, but then what ended up happening was a bunch of the bands I had worked with were, were like, hey, uh, can you keep giving us advice? And I was like, yeah. Um, and then that started to become a thing. And then I connected with a couple of labels, get, you know, doing A&R artist development stuff for them, like Ripple Music, you know, um, built out that way. And then eventually in, fuck, 2018, you know, I start doing Bacon Spits, right? Mm-hmm. Which as an Instagram series at the encouragement of my friend and business partner and conspirator uh curtis Stewart, who i still work with i've known him since i was i think 16 years old because he was doing pr and i was writing about music when he sort of became friends and um yeah then i started doing bacon spits and that sort of started that was like the shot in the arm for the business you know Mm. and there was like this rapid growth and just speaking internationally like i've spoken in norway australia and the netherlands oh wow um you know like on panels that i like should not have been on but like cool you know like the australia thing in particular was like insane because it was like hey we're gonna fly you out and you have to like sit on a panel and like give advice for like three hours and then just like do whatever the fuck you want and i was like oh this wow. is the best. that's awesome um, you know but like all all those things are great you know um and i think that's you know and so it kind of has grown from there you know now it's working with a lot of different labels. I worked for um, about a year with a company called Plastic Head where I was doing like marketing for like ACDC merch and stuff, which was really cool. Fantastic. You know, and now I do like a Metal Blade subsidiary called Blacklight Media with uh, Chris Santos, okay. uh, who is a judge on Chopped, um, which is kind of strange because like I don't really watch Chopped, but like a bunch of people know who he is. And so they'll like see pictures of me with him and I'll be like, oh yeah, this is my guy who I talk about death metal with. Um, that's crazy. You know, and then, um, yeah, so that's kind of a, a brief rundown of some of the cooler things I've been uh, sticking my nose into. Yeah, no, and that's great. And like, you know, for people listening, like, so Bacon's Bits, as I've come to be accustomed to it through TikTok and Instagram, it's pretty chill. Like, you know, it's a lot of just really like quick, um, it's really quick snippets of, of marketing advice for musicians, anywhere ranging from engage, 
something about engaging on social media, or it might be about touring, or it might be about Facebook advertising hacks. There's just, it's a range of things, but it is, it's pretty niche down. It's pretty much anything involving like getting your brand out there as a musician and marketing. Um, I'm really curious. How did you get the name Bacon's Bits? I'm wondering. Um, my buddy, uh, my buddy, Uncle Steve Janiak started to call it Matt Bacon's Bacon's Bits featuring Matt Bacon. Okay. That's, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's right. And that was, uh, that was kind of how we, you know, that was like the joke. And then eventually it was like, okay, we're just going to call it Bacon's Bits, you know, cause calling it, I, I think that while within our community, Matt Bacon's Bacon's Bits featuring Matt Bacon is funny. Yeah. I also think that doesn't really work as an Instagram hashtag. And yeah. I think... <laughs> I kind of feel like that wouldn't play if you didn't like know me personally, right. <laughs> um, you know? Uh, so yeah, so it was kind of, it came from Steve Janiak from devil to pay. Shout out to Steve. I think, uh, but you know, what's kind of funny about it. It's kind of funny because it is very much like bits and pieces because you're, they're just these quick micro pieces of content, you know, and it's just like a bit, like a little bit. I don't know. Like it makes, yeah, I know it. I don't know if that, that's probably not, that's not what you meant, but it makes no, sense. no, it 100% is actually. Oh, it yeah, is. It oh, totally cool. Is. Yeah. Cool. No, and also, like, I have a lot of, like, bacon puns in my life. Where, like, my What's DJ name? name is, like, well, it's, it's, yeah. Like, my TJ name is, like, Little Rasher, like a rasher of bacon. Okay. Um, you know, and, like, I'll, like, say someone, I'll, like, when I thank people, I'll say, oh, man, you really saved my bacon. And, like, one in four people will be, like, <laughs> you did it. <laughs> That's so, you know, you gotta, is bacon your actual last name? No, I was going to say, cause I said it and your like face kind of like started smirking. I was like, yeah, oh, but it. it's funny because I actually know Kevin Bacon's son a little bit. Well, so then you're closing up. You could just say it's your son and like, everyone's going to be like, <laughs> bacon, like, or it's your exactly. nephew. You could just say it's your nephew or something. Well, I'm pretty sure is a, is a couple years older than me, but yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Kevin Bacon, by the way. Whipping. Yeah, no, Kevin Bacon, his son plays in a bunch of sick black metal bands and Footloose. So like, that's cool. <laughs> okay. That's been, that's crazy. Uh, so, okay. Let, let's talk about, I want, I want to talk about why I love what you do and get your perspective on some things that I've, that I've just kind of hypothesized, whatever. Sure. So I'm like an up and coming artist, you know, I'm not like super successful yet. I'm very much on that grind, just trying to you know, establish myself and really grow a, 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 a very loyal, big fan base, right? Um, doesn't have to be super big, but you know, I'm trying to grow. I'm, I'm on that growth stage. <clears throat> and I've been very much exposed to digital marketing and marketing outside of music, like how you talked about the Jay Abrams book. You know, I'm into Russell Brunson, uh, Heavy, ClickFunnels, Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, Andy Frisella. So I, I, I've, I've learned about stuff outside of music and done that kind of same thing. You've talked about applying it to music. So I'm really big on, I don't know. I just kind of have this whole, like, you know, I ask questions, why this, why that? And I'll either go with the right thing or I'll stay away from the wrong thing. So for me, it's gotten to a point where I'm very like, why, why would I get on a Spotify playlist right now? Right. I think that if I had a much bigger budget and I could throw money, all these places I would, but because I'm on a leaner budget, I'm like, well, I just felt like I needed every dollar to really 
go as far as it possibly could. I need to stretch every dollar. And it just felt to me like, well, getting on a Spotify playlist might be cool and it might give you a boost of ego, but you can't track people using like a pixel as opposed to like you going on there, you getting people on your website. I mean, you know the game, right? So, um, but I don't know where, where do you see like for marketing for musicians who are on a lean budget? I mean, where should people be spending their money, um, with their music career? Um, I think you should have on no money. I think the focal point at any level, I think the focal point should be engaging with your community right? and then figuring out ways to keep in touch with those people. I think growing your mailing list is a really important piece of that, especially because a bunch of shit's about to happen where social media platforms are going to become a lot less valuable than they were. Mm. for a variety of reasons, you know, like things are not looking great, right. you know, which is a bummer for me. Cause like, you know, that's a bummer for me. It's a bummer for you, but like simultaneously time to like double down on your mailing list, you know? And I, I think that that's like one of the big things th- those are the two big things. I think musicians just totally ignore people kind of assume people are going to come to them. Like you have to reach out to people oh, like every day. You know, like, I don't think people understand the extent to which, like, like, I don't think people understand the extent to which I'm just, like, perpetually networking. Mm. Like, to the point where, like, I, like, reach out to a new person every single day. Mm -hmm. And I, like, have all these people on my podcast every single day so that I can grow my network. And I say yes to every podcast so that I can grow. Like, it's just perpetual you know, because you don't know what's going to hit. Right. And sometimes like I literally got my biggest client ever because I walked into a festival, this guy who worked at that company, um, who I had met five years prior was there and we, we hung out and we were, you know, talking. He's like, Oh, here's my boss. And then I was able to convince him to work with me. Wow. And this is like a five-year relationship. Like, I didn't even think I would ever work with this guy. I was just like my buddy who like, we would talk about Hawkwind because like not a lot of other people like really care about Hawkwind. And, you know, I could like, you know, I don't know, normal things, but I like Hawkwind. And, um, you know, like that's the value, right? That's the thing is like, you just have to be pushing and showing the value and showing you give a shit and showing you're worth something. Mm -hmm. Because I think that people don't understand that. You know, I think people don't understand the extent to which it's just constant outreach all the time. Because if you don't do that, you're sort of shooting yourself in the foot because there are people out there who are doing that constant outreach and who are growing their network at scale every day. And those people, you know, people like you, and those Mm -hmm. people are the people who sort of get somewhere. You know what I mean? And those people are the people who like have meaningful success. Like it's just... You know, I think it's so wrong to talk about things in the lens of, you know, pop stars where someone just kind of recognizes their talent and draws them out of nothing, you know, like Justin Bieber. Like that's just, that's not how it works for 99.999% of musicians, you know, and like, 
I think that people don't fully understand that. They don't understand the false starts or they don't understand how like some of these musicians were like writers for a bunch of years, you know, in Nashville before they got somewhere or like even just the, you know, I always describe it as like, it's like in chess, you know, I used to be, um, before I picked up a guitar and figured out girls like that, I, um, I was going to be a chess coach. Like that was like what we thought my life was going to be. Wow. And, um, you know, there's this thing in chess where like, you don't study grandmasters. Like if you're like a normal player, you study people who are like a, a few hundred points rated above you, people who are a bit above you, but who are not grandmasters because you're not going to understand what the grandmasters are doing. You're not going to understand what Taylor Swift is doing. What she's doing does not apply to you. Mm-hmm. But looking at a band who are, you know, let's say you have 20,000 streams on your biggest song. So looking at a band who have a hundred thousand streams on their biggest song there, you're going to actually learn some applicable lessons. And also if you're like the kind of guy who has 20,000 streams on a song, odds are you can probably go make friends with someone who has a hundred thousand streams on a song. Like you're like, in adjacent levels, right? you know, and I feel like in music very frequently, you can only really connect to people who are adjacent. You know, I think, I think a lot of people want to, it's like this idea of exploring the adjacent possible, which is this concept of like, you have all these elements. So how do you turn them into something? Right. So like I had a bunch of music industry knowledge. I had an Instagram so I can turn that into bacon spits. If I didn't have music industry knowledge, I couldn't do bacon spits. Right. And it's the same in networking. It's like, what is adjacent possible for me? So I I look around, I look at my level and I go, okay, who are the people above me, but not so far above me. I could never talk to them. Mm. And every once in a while, someone from so far above is, you know, I work with fucking Chris from chopped. That's fucking ridiculous. Right. Right. Like he like knows some people who like, and I'm just like, and he's not, not to try, he's not like a name dropper, but just like, I'll see something he's done and I'll be like, that's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and, you know, so like sometimes someone drops from the heavens, but even that comes out of what? Well, I was working at small record labels for a long time. Right. And then Ryan from Metal Blade, which is a bigger record label, but not like huge, you know, saw the bacon spits and was like, oh, this guy is pretty cool. And then we connected and we started doing some stuff together. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Because it's like, you know, and if I wasn't working with any labels, he probably would have thought I had no street cred and wouldn't have done anything, you know, but because I was working with prophecy productions who are pretty big or ripple music who are smaller, but respected and stuff, you know, it was like, Oh, okay. Like this guy is someone we can pick up. And then, you know, like that's how it works. It's not going okay, I'm like some guy working for a couple like small labels and like Prophecy Productions, which is slightly bigger and like, that's cool. How do I go work at Universal? Mm. You know, which I, which I feel is frequently the attitude I see with artists is I see artists who are just like, I have 2000 streams. How do I get to 30 million tomorrow? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah, totally. And I think that you see that happen it's complicated because you do see it happen on TikTok, but I think it's easy to forget the volume of shit happening on TikTok every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I, and, and over the last couple months, as I've grown on TikTok, I'll have these conversations with people who are like, yeah, I blew up to 70,000 followers, but my life is not meaningfully different. I, yeah. 
you know, like I had a few videos that hit, you know, and I, and that's sort of the thing is like, I mean, even if, you know, even if it's the ideal scenario, like, um, what's the name of the fucking Fleetwood Mac guy? I don't know. But you know, the, the drinking, the cranberry soft juice guy. Oh, the fucking, the Mexican dude. Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, who rides on his fucking skateboard, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, like, people like that, like, are so few and far between, you Yeah, know? crazy, like, the dude's just getting famous drinking cranberry juice on a skateboard, singing a song. And, like, and good for him, it. like... Right, no, for sure. Good for him, right. Like, I know, I, I have a couple mutuals with him, and he seems like a really good guy, like, that's rad. But, like, you know, but, like, you have, but you have to realize, like, that's not going to be everyone. Not everyone is going to be getting a song that has a ton of streams, you know, and (laughs) so it's like, okay, how can I build up in a way that I can, you know, take gradual steps and then if something hits, something hits, but like just kind of assuming something's going to blow you up. Like it's, it's also like the whole fucking bullshit of American Idol and like, you know, like a whole generation of children, my generation growing up thinking that's like how bands got signed or artists got signed. Yeah. You know, and it's like, well, no, that's not how it works. But now you think that, like, that's how you get discovered is American Idol. Yeah. Or move to L.A. or move to Nashville. Oh, my God. Move to L.A. It's like such a fucking. I live in the Bay Area, like not so far from L.A., about six hour drive. Yeah. When I graduated high school and college, I was, you know, yeah, I'm going to be a a musician. Like I never have wavered from that. And people go, are you going to move to L.A.? Like, don't you have to move to L.A.? I'm like, no, what the fuck are you talking about the Internet? And everybody was just like, dude, there's nothing going on in your town. You got to move to LA. It's actually funny. I was just on the phone uh, with an artist, not uh, about uh, maybe two hours ago. And uh, he's from, he's from Kansas, which is not much going on, but he's a phenomenal artist, like dope ass rapper, very good. And he's out here in California filming like music videos, content, San Francisco. And um, yeah, I was just like, yeah, man, like, where are you traveling from? Like, how come you came out to Cali? And he's just like, you know, I, and this is no knock to him, but he's just like, I want people to uh, look at me and really know that I'm doing shit. And I'm like, what, what do you mean? Like you went all the way to San and he's like, well, I want to do the content, but I want people to know I'm really doing shit. And I just was like, fuck, I know so many artists who are under the impression that, you know, that is a thing, right? That you've got to be putting on this perception that you're in these specific locations or whatever, what have you, when- yeah. Yes and no. Okay. I think that people can people can kind of smell bullshit and they can kind of tell like right. if you went to LA and you're an Uber driver. You know what I mean? Telephony. Which is fine. Like that's your hustle so you can do your artist. Like, but people you know, people can tell. Right. Whereas right. like, you know, but simultaneously if it's like Oh, here I am in Germany with the organizer of this festival just hanging out. Which is like, you know, I think people can also tell like, oh, that's real. Like that's not someone who's like right. just going, you know, like I think that there's, cause this is something, this was like my entire 2019 was just like different country every week, like different festival, like doing black metal shit. Right. Right. And like, there's a lot of value to like, oh wow, that guy's fucking everywhere. Right. You know, like, no, literally I, I yeah like literally i did like norway new york london in like eight days or something and it sucked 
but like people were also like holy shit like this guy you know right like like if you can be the guy where it's like bam 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 people will start to see that obviously that's not as feasible in covid but again it's also people can tell if you're just doing it to jack yourself off or if you actually have a reason to be there you know what i mean yes i understand that you know so like i did norway new york london because i was speaking at a conference i had bands on a festival and i had bands on the festival Mm -hmm. right so like that you're doing big shit like by the way like you're a very humble guy i mean that's some big shit to say that you have been you've gone and done public speaking and fucking been in a band organized bands i mean that that's that's really cool. I mean, and that's dope is I'm super pumped right for this, for just right now. The fact that I get someone like you, who's got all this array of experience, like that's fucking cool. What, what can you say about, about that, that in relation to like what music, like musicians, I feel like something I'm getting from you right now is thinking to myself, God, I got to go out and just do more, just more different types of things. Like not just always be locked in the studio, although that's important. I mean, what can you say about that? I just, well, you know, like you mentioned earlier, being into Grant Cardone, like I just think that mindset of abundance is really important. And that mindset of just like saying yes to things and just like, it's fucking music. It's not supposed to be fucking easy. Like I don't fucking understand why people are like, oh, I'm going to work eight hours a day. And do, like I wake up at 6, 6 a.m. And I do stuff that advances music basically from that point to midnight every day. Mm-hmm. Like I, like I, I work out and I meditate and stuff, but like, and you eat I, like, yeah, we know. Yeah. Yeah. But like I work 14 hours and then I go study German for half an hour because that's the biggest market for metal. And then I go fucking study like classical guitar. And then I study fucking like right now I'm reading a book on like critical thinking and like analyzing texts. Like that's what my day is like, yep. you know, and like, like, I don't think people understand, like, that's what it needs to be. And that's what my day has been like for like a couple years, basically. Like once I stopped drinking and got my life together. Good for you. You know, good for you. Like, I mean, I, I, I now I drink very, very little just to, just to be clear. I, I, I don't, you know, I don't want to like lie about being sober. Like I caught, like I drink with like my dad. <laughs> yeah, but you got it under control and that's something yeah. you should be. But the, but the point being. The point being, like, that's what it is. Right. And, and I think that anyone, you know, and that's what it is for basically every professional musician I know up until a certain point, you know. And then after a certain point, it's like, you know, um, people can work less or whatever uh, because they're famous and they have whatever opportunities, et cetera, et cetera. But even, like... I remember like being last New Year's. I was at a Jesus Lizard show with one of my best friends, Mark Roselli. He's a Grammy winning producer. Um, he's turned me on to a lot of stuff. Uh, we work on a lot of projects together. And um, I remember we were at this Jesus Lizard show and we were waiting to meet the band. And he was getting ready because he was had to wake up at 6 a.m. the next day to go do sound at some sort of New Year's event. Mm. And like, that's a guy who like worked with BB King. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I was still like, grinding. Played, on, played on track with Keith Richards. He's like, and he's like 40, you know, he's like in his forties, like, and he's still 
gonna sleep for like 20 minutes and then go fucking mix a fucking symphony or whatever the fuck he was doing that day you know what i mean and i and i had so much respect when he told me that and like but like that's what it is right is like it's hard and i think that people think that there's like a switch or that there's things that can be easy but like i feel like even you know even sort of like the people i really respect like um uh savvy the savvy musician academy people or like um oh, I modern know. yeah yeah like i think she's great i think the modern musician people michael walker over there is great you know uh they do good things but like also all those people require um you know there's a lot of work that goes into like what those people are doing you know yeah um like, like they're teaching you, like they have really good programs, but like you need to be willing to fucking like bleed. You, you know what I mean? To like really get the full thing out. Yeah. And you know, so, and I, again, I think their programs work, but it's hard. They just give you all the pieces, you know? Like that's just what I want to be clear about. And I think that people call a lot of those folks scams and there are many um gurus on the internet who are scams but i also think it's because there's just a lot of work that goes into it and it sucks you know it's like the i have this whole thing about how like gary v is his own worst enemy because like he's got this really good philosophy of like okay like you want to have a fucking smurfs podcast like if you work hard enough a smurfs podcast can actually be your living if you put all the pieces together which is true but putting like but you know and he always is the first to say like you gotta fucking bleed out your eyes but i don't think people hear that part people don't get that part at all i mean i I, and i couldn't agree with you more just based on my own experience as a musician like i've been it's so crazy i've been doing it for you know, I was 17 when I started, I'm 27 now. And it's crazy because I somewhat feel the weight of 10 years, but then I also am so aware that I'm like, 10 years ain't shit. And it's crazy. Yeah. I I go back and forth. It's a, it's a struggle for me, but it's a dichotomy. And it's just like, I'm like, wow, it's just not even, it's not even close. You know what I mean? I think it's, I think it's important to realize like, You know, I think, I think, I think there, I think in music, especially there's a lot of like comparing yourself to LeBron, which I mean, you know, like if you're a basketball player and you compare yourself to LeBron, like, of course you're going to be depressed. Yeah. But if you compare yourself to like someone who's like, I don't know, like not LeBron, you're going to be a little bit more like, okay, like that guy's not a household name. He's still getting paid $20 million a year. Right. Or whatever. You know? Yeah. You know? And I think like, that's sort of how I see the music business. You know, I think it's wrong. Like I see, like I've talked to multiple young women over the past couple months, you know, who like have been comparing themselves to Rihanna or Taylor Swift or whatever. And it's like, those people have, first of all, like someone like Rihanna, like, first of all, she was like the best in the fucking dance class, you know, obviously, you know, and like, she was the best in the fucking choir when she was six, you know, like she was just like already here when the six year olds are trying to like sing nursery rhymes, 
you know? So like, you can't even just compete with like a force like that. Right. You know, like most of us are mortal and have to like bleed, you know, and be even that. And even them, by the way, like even though they still like, like we probably know, you know, at least you and I must know, you know, people who are really talented at whatever, whether it's a music thing. I mean, I, I played basketball growing up, so I was in that world. And I've seen – I coach youth basketball, and I've seen kids who are fucking great third-grade players, you know, phenoms, right? Like, I grew up with them, right? I grew up – or sixth grade, and we're like, that kid's going Division One college in sixth grade. They went to college, they start fucking partying, smoking, and drinking, and they fucking didn't keep – they didn't pan out. You know what I mean? And it's like yeah. – so those people like Rihanna and such are talented, but there's also that level of focus, dedication. They still have to work their eyes out too. They just happen to have a lot of God-given ability to a little bit of steroids to boost them up, but it doesn't mean they didn't have to work. No, right? absolutely. No, but yeah, absolutely. And that, and that's the thing, right? Is like you, you know, I think that Taylor Swift documentary was actually a really good analysis of like her life is actually crazy. You know, like I have a couple of mutual friends with like Hozier who she went on a date with. And, like, apparently it was, like, the craziest thing. And, like, Hozier's life is already, like, pretty nuts. You know? Um, I'm not so aware yeah, of that like story those, at all. Like, I don't even – I don't know who that is or what, whatever. Oh, Hozier, he did the um, fucking Take Me to Church song. Okay, got, okay, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. But, you know, like, but that's, like, the thing. is like, this is not something that's going to be given to you. It's something you're going to fucking suffer for, you know? One thing, um, that, one thing that's kind of helped me to think about some of this stuff – and this might help others or not is, you know, right. I'm an independent artist. I'm a rapper. Okay. And a producer. So, and I'm pretty much doing a lot of it solo. I now have, you know, a friend of mine who's helping manage me and we're kind of getting acclimated, but 10 years deep. And then I freaking got a team member. And I think that a lot of musicians, uh, they don't ever think of the perspective of like, you are independent and you you you're you're you want these certain results of let's say a million dollars that's a nice number that a lot of people like to relate to or you just let's just say making a living six figures whatever it might be to pay for rent all these things and you have to realize that you are you have to build out this infrastructure that these labels have and it's like if you're independent and you want to be independent you want to make a living it's like that's great um, that you want to be so dedicated to just music, but you also have to know if you really want to make a living, there's like these other pieces together that like you have to build. I mean, you know, what can you say about that? I mean, yeah. And this is like the thing, right? And this is like, I think something Savvy Musician Academy in particular is really good at. It's just like teaching you to like, you know, just like business coaching, right? And understanding that, yeah, like, and it's interesting. One of the things I actually like the most about music is the fact that, and having managed like DIY bands that got pretty successful, is the fact that like you just sort of learn, it, like if you're going to get anywhere, you just sort of learn how like the world works, hmm. you know? And this is from like, this is how, how printing shirts works, you know, which is kind of interesting to like, this is how advanced distribution systems across six continents work. You know, um, and like, I actually really enjoy, like, maybe I don't have like a huge understanding of global supply chains, but like I've had to spend some time in global supply chains, 
Right. You know, and then like, maybe I don't have, maybe I couldn't like print a shirt myself, but like I under, like the understanding all these pieces, I think you have to be interested if you're trying to do it is you have to be interested in learning a bunch of different little things just because if you know, then you get a lot further, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think a lot of that is like having this entrepreneurial mindset. And I know entrepreneurship is hip right now, especially in COVID, Very. which is not good, I think. But um, like, obviously, COVID is not good. I meant the entrepreneur popularity thing is not good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to be clear. No, you're good, you're good. <laughs> I think everyone knows that you're not a big proponent of people getting sick and dying. <laughs> That's what I should have done. I should be like, I'm a pro-COVID, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, but like, Yeah, I, I think you need to have, I think that's something you need to appreciate and you need to want to learn. Because I've definitely met people where like they just don't want to hear it about whatever, you know, be it shirt printing or design or hiring a graphic designer and understanding how to work with a graphic designer. And it's just like, well, you're just shooting yourself in the foot because like. It's also a lot of pretty deep concepts as well. Something stuff that I've picked up, which is confidence, mental health, like yeah. learning how to, you're constantly like making this music that you might think is good. That might be good. Keeping your nose to the grindstone, putting it out and like not shit happening. And you just being like, what the fuck? I just poured my soul onto this. I have, you, you know, you have expectations. It's managing your expectations, managing your emotions, focus, all these different like that's the stuff that i don't know why i gravitate to all that stuff so much because i just yeah think it's no, cool. i get it yeah and but um and yeah and then i and then and then i get into this whole business world of like what's a what's a sales funnel what's facebook ads and it's that's the shit that's interesting to me and it's cool um you know and i and i love that you and i and i think it's kind of it's almost it's odd to me when the rare occasion comes out that I come across a musician who's not about that stuff and like doesn't want to learn anything. And I'm like, that's kind of weird. Like, wouldn't you want to learn about things that definitely will help you build a career off music? I mean, what's been your experience with that? I mean, yeah, that's kind of the point, right? Is it's like, again, if we kind of tied that idea of like, okay, the music business is tied to entrepreneurship, then like, yeah, you've got to accept that you're learning things. You know what I mean? I think right. if you're not willing to accept that, like, oh, a big part of this is just learning shit every day. And then like figuring out, okay, which part, which of these things can tie into my music that, that I can use as a way to boost my income, be that producing, be that mixing, mastering, be that becoming a graphic designer yourself or something, you know, cause there's like, there's so much possibility. And I think if you can do it in a, like a legit way, it's incredibly helpful, but you need to actually take advantage of that opportunity. And I think that most people are not, most people leave the opportunity out to dry. Yeah. You know? It, yeah. I, I think also too, like touching on an earlier topic from this conversation, the, the whole idea of networking. I mean, you, you were tearing it up talking about that because I was you're like literally the third person this week where we've had that conversation talking about how important networking is. And, um, I mean, I don't know, like the priority of networking, it's so high. I mean, it's in my opinion, it's arguably like people say, well, marketing people who don't 
I, I feel like I've seen a lot of inexperienced musicians where people, they just go, yeah, you know, marketing is more important than the music and they're just saying it and they don't get it. And I, I would even argue, I think networking is arguably maybe more important than content creation or cause like your content, for example, is great. You make a lot of content, but you're not fucking thinking I need a fancy camera, da 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 all these things. You're just doing these selfie videos with your cigar you know, sometimes I can't even see on TikTok the fucking words you put because your caption is over it. And I'm just like, like, fuck it. I don't care. I can't read all the whatever. I still get value from the video and I don't even give a shit yeah. at all. And it's like, but you're growing a following. You're obviously growing a business out of that. And it's like, that's not what's important. I feel like what's more important is these, these one-on-ones. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, and I think that like, that's the thing is like, I don't think Bacon's bits would have gotten anywhere if like going into it there was already a couple hundred people who thought i was pretty smart right you know what i mean so when they saw they were like oh okay maybe i should watch this kid you know and, and i just think like that's the thing is like if people don't if people who are in the early adopter category don't know you mm-hmm. you know so the early adopters the people who check out bands quickly don't know you personally i just i don't really know how people grow you know like if you don't have a network, you know, cause like it's even just for stuff like getting your first show, right? Like I, I'm friends with promoters, you know, a lot of promoters and, and, and like, they'll send me emails, like making fun of like these bands who come in so pompous, no one's ever heard of them, you know, in their local community. Mm. And they'll be like, Oh, I have all these Spotify plays and da 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 da. We'd like to play. We'd like to headline a show at your venue. And it's like, well, no one knows who you are. And even if those plays are legit, which it seems like they might not be because no one is talking about you. Yeah, right. I don't want to put you on my bill because no one is talking about you. You know what I mean? Like, if you have no connection to other people in your immediate community, either on the internet or in your local community, why would anyone care, you know? And so it's like, that's why you have to shout people out. That's why you have to do collaborations. That's why you have to do duets, you know, like all these things are so important. And I think people just don't respect it. You know, people don't respect the like, yeah, yeah. like no, you I, can't I, do it on your own. It's a, you know, and you can't just fucking spam people either. Yeah. Right. Oh my God. I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole. I feel like everyone listening to this is so past that. Cause I've yelled and yeah. beat that dead horse for years. Like I feel like I'd fucking burst a vein. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, and, and it's great. I, what I've loved so much, I mean, 2020 was the year I, I just doubled down on exactly all the stuff you're talking about. I think COVID had a lot to do with it, you know, very locked down. It was isolation. I was like, dude, I got to, I'm an, I'm an extrovert. So I was like, I got to make some friends. So I was like, well, I need to network in music. So it's just been like that for me, a lot of Instagram stuff. And, uh, you know, I want to get your take on uh, the new app that's coming out, Clubhouse. And I'm not trying to even talk about that because it's the new thing and it might be the way I'm, I'm like just genuinely excited because of what it is. Like I did one today with a a few of my music homies who I've never even met, but I've networked with. And we did like a a little, you know, a little like motivation mastermind group discussion thing, just vibing. And I was like, this app is fucking awesome because we're on a phone call. Essentially we're on a group call. We're like sitting in a room together. To me, that's what I love. It's just a networking hub. What do you think of it? I just got on it the other day. Thanks to my friend Pace Randolph out of uh, Melbourne. Um, I would love to do a clubhouse talk with you because I haven't really like, 
I've been Great. invited. I, I got invited to one. And I'm waiting for some updates from the dude. And I know my boy Mark, who I mentioned earlier, has just got on it. And I think we're both like, as like metal and jazz guys, um, you know, I think we have, we're not necessarily finding our people there, but I think that both of us are curious to learn more, you know, and, and I agree. I, I like the concept. My old landlord, who is a very connected individual, turned me on to it like right at the beginning. Uh, um, when was that? He's like, what? When was that? Like that beginning? Oh, like I knew about it like pre-COVID, I think. Wow. Okay. Um, and my, my, my landlord is like the type of guy who, or my old landlord was like the type of guy where he'd like show up like side stage at a push a T show or something <laughs> and be like, Oh, okay. Like that's who you are. You know, um, like OG Brooklyn shit. And, um, yeah. So I, I think it's interesting. I think it's cool. I think there's a lot of people who can learn there. I like the exclusivity, Me too. you know, I think that's really valuable. Uh, you know, so it's like, if you're in, you're in, you know, I like the idea that it really amplifies a much more diverse set of voices than I think you see on normal TikTok or normal yeah. social media. Well, and that's, you know, I want to I get your perspective and, on that. Like I've heard, uh, there's a podcast I listen to called Real AF, Andy Frisella, and he's, you know, he's, I don't know if you've ever heard him. He's amazing, but yeah. he was like, you should literally have to, he was kind of like fucking really pounding people. And he was like, you should have to take an IQ test before you should be allowed to have an Instagram or a Facebook because it's getting to this point where, you know, you know, the shit that goes on the internet. And I also really love that exclusivity with clubhouse. I'm curious as to if you think, will that end? Will it now be an open thing? Or do you think it stays invite only? I, I hope it does. I think if it stays invite only, that would be kind of cool. You know, I think, I think it could be interesting. I'm not really sure. You know, yeah. I think, I think invite only, I'm always reminded of the first invite only community I got into, which was what.cd. Do you remember that? No, I don't even know what that is. Okay. What.cd was the best torrent site. Okay. And it was like, if you wanted like a fucking like Fleetwood Mac demo tape from like 1967, like they'd have it with like 20 fucking seeds and you had to have like a five to one. Like I was like using like computer my school as a seed box. So that I could get like all of these weird, like black metal demos. Cause I was 16 and very lonely. <laughs> and, um, I looked at that and like the, the fervor behind that. And I thought that was really interesting. And I think that when you make things like that invite only, it forces people to kind of bring game. Cause it, cause it's a privilege. It's no longer people view Facebook and Instagram, at least until literally last week as a right. You know what I mean? By that, now, by as of last week, you mean because of them shutting the people. Trump thing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's what I figured. Yeah. They've shut yeah. a lot of other content down too. I mean, I've I know I've had I had a post pulled from my story. It was a sensitive content, but it was just somebody talking about COVID, and I was like, "That's the same sensitivity content like when someone's head's got gets chopped off." But it wasn't the same thing. So, yeah, we don't have to get into it, but I feel you. Yeah, I've. I do ads for death metal bands, man. I get it. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Well, you know, like this, like you know, the band is called Cannibal Corpse. The people like the page. What do you think they? What do you think they expected? <laughs> like, uh, you know, Cannibal Corpse. Um, that's crazy. Oh, Cannibal Corpse is great, but like, 
you, you understand kind of what I'm trying to say. Sure. It's like. So with, with Clubhouse, uh, I, you know, and even, you know, the thing with TikTok, like I, I, I think TikTok's a fantastic opportunity. Um, but just recently, like, and maybe this is, maybe it's the wrong attitude. I don't know. It's my attitude is that I, I just, I want to do things for me that are effective, but that also I, 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 I feel like I like, I like, you know, that I want to do. I mean, I have, there's a balance of, you got to do what you don't want to do, but there's also that, like, I don't know. I, I just was just getting very drained with, with a lot of certain things. And I thought, why don't I just, what, tell me what you think of this. I thought, why not find things that you you're going to put a lot of work into that you're going to get a lot of value from on a deeper level than just, Oh, you got some followers, likes, and I mean, what do you think though? I think it's complicated. Mm -hmm. I know we don't have a lot of time left. I think that a lot of people say that to themselves, but then don't do any more work. Yeah. 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 You know, I think if you're dialed into the right demographic right now, you could get a huge success with your band on Facebook, mm -hmm. just on Facebook, even though we all say Facebook is dead. I think there's a lot of opportunity there, especially if you're targeting 40 plus, if you did all the work, right? I, I don't think TikTok is a necessary part of a strategy, but I think that it can help quite a bit. You know, I think, <clears throat> I think you need to appreciate it on that level is like, you don't need to take everything, but you still need to put the hours in, you know? And I think also, especially with new platforms, I think it's worth doing it because if nothing else, you learn a lot about content creation, you know? The people who even created four vines have a much deeper under have a much deeper understanding of how to create TikTok content going in than someone who never created a vine. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, the people who I don't know post obsessively on Facebook are gonna understand how to post on Instagram. Right. A lot of these lessons cross apply, mm -hmm. but you need to actually do the work and take the lessons so that you can actually get somewhere. Yeah. And I think lying to yourself that, Oh, well, I don't need that. And then, but then just not doing any extra work anyway. Right. And you know what? That's true. That's true shit. And I think, you know, I appreciate you saying that cause that makes, that does make me feel a lot better in that. I want to just, I, I just wanted to focus on, I don't know. I'm just super hyped about clubhouse. I feel like it's something that could be really cool for what I like, but it depends. I think you're right. Yeah. I think it, it's complicated. You're right. It depends on, and it's funny, the Facebook thing, because like, I don't know, I'm just like, how can you say that they're dead when with just, just look at the numbers, the stats, the amount of money spent on ads per month, the amount of advertisers per, just there's so many statistics where I'm like, how can you, and, and just the capabilities. I think people just don't understand the capabilities um, of what can happen. And I'm just like, I just don't know how you could say Facebook is dead or, well, you know, my target market's not there. It's like, yeah, but they're either on Facebook or they're on something related to Facebook because of what Facebook yeah. controls. So because your ads get served all these other places when you run ads through like, right. I like get a bunch of my clients who are like, Oh my God, I saw my fucking ad. I saw the ad you fucking ran on like plants versus zombies. And I'm like, Oh, that's I love that game by the way. 
uh, yeah. So sorry, um, you're stuck in 2009, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly when I played that shit. I don't play it anymore, but I remember, uh, man, that was my shit in class. I used to play Plants for Zombies, but uh, you know, we don't have a lot of time left. We got about five minutes, so let, let's wrap this up with, uh, you know, I'm just curious as to what you're looking forward to for yourself uh, in 2021. Um. A lot of things. I have a lot of opportunities I can't really delve into um, that I'm working on right now. I think, uh, you know, I did executive produce this record with Mark Roselli, uh, his his band, his project Step in Doom, which is really cool. A lot of cool guests on there, which was really an honor to kind of be affiliated with. I have a few signings announcing relatively soon that are all like, I'm really excited about. Like, I think like nerds will care about them, maybe not like normal people, but like, it'll matter to me. <laughs> that that's all I care about. You know, right. uh, we have quite a few things happening with Blacklight Media, the Metal Blade subsidiary that I'm really excited about, especially Capra is sort of our first release lined up uh, for 2020, you know, so I think that's going to be really cool, you know. Um, but otherwise, yeah, you know, I'm really excited about what's going to start happening on TikTok over the next year because uh, that's just been such a game changer for me personally. I'm really excited for obviously the end of COVID and being able to go back to bopping back and forth across the world and just kind of rolling in places that, that I'm really looking forward to. Um, you know, these are the things that I think have a lot of opportunity. I'm probably going to try to go back to Australia this year. That should be cool. Um, you know, these are the things you got to do. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, Matt, Matt, thank you so much. Uh, thank you. No, thanks for your time. And also about the the whole clubhouse thing, um, I'll get you involved with the kind of the group that I just kind of created. We have like a little group text, which we will, we don't want to blow up. But we just kind of use it to organize times. And then we have an no, Instagram totally. one too. But yeah, we just did one today. It was very impromptu. It was just like five dudes showed up. Uh, it was, I was just like, hey, let's just like get our feet wet and get started. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking to schedule some, some, I don't even fucking fuck what they're called, meetings, rooms, I don't know. But I'm going to look to schedule stuff, and I definitely would love to do one with you. So yeah, thank DM you. Me. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds fun. Awesome, cool. You take care. Thank you so, so much for having me, Lee. Thank really you. Appreciate it. All right, I'll talk to you later. Hey, 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 get that, bet that, jump shot, what that, post moves, no rules, shut that, no boo, get that, bet that, jump shot, what that, post moves. No rules, shut that.